Content, 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 dog. This guy can't tell a wrist lock from a wrist watch. You know nothing, Kelly Cole. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Yep, they're just phoning it in. If you're not watching everything, it means nothing. The large print giveth and the small print taketh away. You guys are talking about Maven from Tough Enough, right? You, sir, are an idiot. You said bring five, I brought ten. Please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends about us. Tell them that uh, we're always rambling. Live on Facebook every Wednesday at 7 p.m. You can find us at facebook.com backslash royalramble304. And you can also find us on Twitter at royalramble304. Ramble on! What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Royal Ramble. I am your host and your champion, John Covey Cole, Steve New, Derek Jones, Brian Reznor. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. I'm always doing good. I don't know about you guys, but... We come to talk wrestling. I feel great. Same here. With the wrestling that we that I uh, uh, indulged in this week, Doubt I, it. I'm ready to talk too. But it's going to be a different change of pace uh, for me this week. You you watching uh, ESPN ESPN eight the Ocho watching that thumb wrestling? Yeah, I'm getting ready for my next uh, competition because the the ramble in the banks in two weeks and whoever wins that is i'm gonna have to defend and whatever competition bunch of thumb wrestling going on i don't know on what there. they're gonna do well, I'm they're gonna, gonna go, choose the, the i'm match, gonna go ahead and so. tell you i'm not gonna challenge you in thumb wrestling so after i win we'll figure that out but right. it ain't gonna be thumb wrestling so brian how's florida man yeah it's good man it's good i think there's, there's either a lag there or you just had a case of the lovings <laughs> no I've got a lag or something. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Case of the Lovings. That's, that happens. For I'm using that as a, using the man's me. name as a verb now. So. <laughs> oh, Brian just hung up on us. He I tore him all to hell. That's right. Well, the show must go on. We, what's the old saying? Uh, one monkey can't stop the show or That's something. That's right. Uh, a lot of wrestling this week. Um, yeah. You guys may have seen on the Facebook page earlier this week, I put out a little, uh, remember the peeing on the Chevy guy? I put out a peeing on the WWE symbol. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Yep. Calvin. Yeah, P. Calvin. That's Calvin. it. That's Calvin. it. Yeah. yeah. From Calvin and Hobbs, peeing on the WWE logo. And you gentlemen have known me for a while now. Right. I've always been an advocate for the WWE, good, bad, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I am freaking fed up, man. Wow. I am tired. So am I. <clears throat> And, uh, I'm right. I'm right there with you, John. This happens to me every year. Usually, I'll make it a good halfway, three quarters through the year before I start getting the feelings that I'm feeling right now. Heck, WrestleMania was a month ago, boys. I I, I know we we should still be basking in the afterglow of WrestleMania. Sure. We didn't. I feel like we didn't get a week. Of basking in the afterglow of WrestleMania this year. Oh well, we hardly got a week. Then you're at the botched up um, we're like Superstar Shakeup. Yeah, we're like in the fourth week of the Superstar Shakeup. Exactly, and then it, it just seems like June and July are hard months for wrestling fans. Anyway, uh, there's so much other stuff to do.
need some help over there? No, I'm just trying to find my button. There it is. Performance issues, John. Don't worry about making you know. Brian, what's wrong with you over there? All right, am I doing better now? Yes, no yeah. lag. Okay, great. Sorry All right, about that, you're good. guys. Anyway, John, to, to make your point, June and July are hard enough months for, for wrestling fans, and you kind of only have the the Summer Slam to look forward to, and you know you always hope that they do some stuff in July that builds up to a good Summer Slam. And man, I'm just not, just not feeling it uh, this year. Even the Money in the Bank match, I can't remember who all was in it right off, but that's how. What's well, because they didn't make a big deal? It was nothing. It, uh, I mean, you you tuned in one week and they had like four superstars. Yeah, already, already there. Already there. You don't know how they got there. You don't know. What their qualifications were, you don't know what so, put them there. So here, here's the great thing about the show, John. This isn't let's talk WWE. This is the Royal Ramble. That's true. And at, we are a wrestling show by the fans for the fans. That's mm-hmm. right. Which means you can be a fan of wrestling, not know squat about the WWE, and still enjoy this show when I have something to say. Well, that being said, Derek, I'm going to go ahead. And you, I, you have been. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I have Steve been. is all about MLW I, now because that show is hot right now. Yes. It, it. I saw the MLW show in New York. made a believer. <laughs> Jason Heiser on Facebook here, Steve. He says, Steve, is that the cup from the Game of Thrones? <laughs> 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 That's funny. I wish because that means that Amelia Clark's lips – would have been on this cup. Hey now, hey now. Uh, so or it would have been my luck that it would have been some like uh, grip or some technician <laughs> dude. I'm going to uh, jump into with what you're talking about. Usually, Derek, I'll uh, I'll bash you and say that I don't have time to watch all this other wrestling. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is what's going to happen with John Kevin Cole next week. I made a vow. Right. I made a vow last night for the next week. I'm not watching. One minute of WWE TV. I'm going to take this time. I'm going to watch MLW. I'm going to watch some Ring of Honor. I'm going to watch some New Japan. I know they got uh, some stuff. Chris Jericho's got a title match coming up here in about Mm -hmm. a month. Um, But I'm going to indulge in other wrestling because I miss good wrestling. And it's not so much the the talent on WWE because the talent's there. It's just, I, I know WWE just got rid of another writer. Uh, and that's the problem. I think we uh, uh, might have been Brian alluded to it last week on the show. That's the problem. There's too many writers in WWE. They need to have a booker in WWE that books. I'm hoping and praying to God that when XFL takes off, this man goes off and does no, that. I'm going to tell you, Brian's going to disagree with you because that's not what he yeah, said. Brian wants more writers, less booking. Yeah, that wasn't me because I'm not an old school booker kind of guy. Well. I, I am an old school booker kind of guy, and you you need one guy who's got sense with the book, preferably a that, son of a plumber. Uh, that's right, preferably a chubby <laughs> son of a plumber with the book, and then get the doggone writers out of it because you know where that fails, Brian. What what angle was it this week where one of the guys? Lars Sullivan came up on truth. Matt Hardy. To your point, to show you why you're wrong, Rez, Matt Hardy looks over Truth's shoulder and goes, Oh my God, there he is! If that wasn't the worst acting on television this week, I don't know. 
Brian, why, uh, why did Matt deliver that like that? Because he's I mean, probably tired. Because the they're WWE not actors, stuff. and you need to have a guy with the book, preferably the chubby son of a plumber, and then turn these guys and gals loose to cut promos. I realize okay. it's the PG era, and I realize it's a publicly traded corporation now, but doggone it, there is no spontaneity okay. in the WWE anymore. All right, all, right, all right, hold on, guys. All right, first of all, first things first, the chubby son of a plumber's dead. I hate to break it to you. Listen. But Daddy. the chubby son of a plumber is dead. And when when it comes down to to people being able to cut their own promos, that has nothing to do with whether there's a writer or not a writer. I think that there's a big confusion there. Like, all of a sudden, if there was a booker, then then there would be all these, these great things happening. Let's remember, Bill Watts was a booker. Kevin, right. Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan was a booker. Right. They and they turned those guys loose. Too. All they told them was, this is going to be your program for the next four weeks. And this is where and you're it, going. Get there. What, right. Pretty much. Cut promos <clears throat> on the other guy. And it was even harder way back when because you had TV airing in different uh, markets. Uh in that territory at different times. So you had to be real sharp about what So what you're saying is cutting. that they had different uh, TV spots on different shows. <sighs> okay, wait a minute. Okay. Guys. Sorry. Okay. The, great, the, the greatest time in wrestling, for me at least, was the Attitude Era. I'm with the you. Atti- the Attitude Era had a team of writers, and they still allowed the, the, the wrestlers to be who they were create their own vibe, and they just rode along with it. Okay, Brian, I'm going to say this. I'll agree with you. I, I would be okay with them having writers. The biggest problem for me is they do, they do not let the wrestlers go and run with it anymore. Okay, and everything there's your is problem. so ironed out. And this don't, is, don't put that on the writers. It's not the writers' fault. Just like, you know, the book – Like let's, let's put it this way. Bookers and writers have both done great things. Right now, you don't have either. You don't have a booker, and you don't have a real writer. There you go. And the, you have the, nothing. The only problem that I have, and, and and understand what you're talking about when you're talking about the Attitude Era. You, you had a guy who wrote, you know, Vince Russo, uh, and he wrote for magazines and stuff. At well, least, Vince Russo, Bruce Pritchard, Jim Cornette. And Jim Cornette. You had three writers. There was a, a team. But Pritchard and Cornette both had a wrestling background, and Vince Russo, bless his heart, at least had been around wrestling long enough to where he understood angles and how you built somebody up and how you built uh, a rivalry. Uh, really, and- he was just flying by the seat of his pants. He'd only sure. been there for two years. Uh, right, uh, right. But he had written for WWF Magazine. Uh, but you had Pritchard, who had been around the wrestling business for a long time, and Cornette, who'd been around Watts. And and uh, Dusty and all those guys, you know, and then he was really close. I didn't know this until listening to the drive-through the other day. Cornette was actually on the booking committee at WCW around eighty-nine, ninety, ninety-one when Ric Flair had to book. I never knew Ric Flair was a booker before Ric Flair went to WWF as the real world champion, and he took big gold with him. Uh, to the WWF. That big gold behind Brian right that there? That big gold behind Brian right there, yep. Ric Flair actually headed the booking committee with Jim Cornette, Gary Hart, and Ole Anderson. 
I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I'm not just saying this because he's a friend of yours, but Cornette knows wrestling. I in, inside Vince and out. Russo. He had some interesting stuff. I don't think he needs to be the head of anything. But it's nice to have that guy throwing out these wild-ass ideas every now and again. <laughs> and that's what Russo brought to it. <clears throat> At that time, and, and you guys know how much I love and adore Jim Cornette, but Jim Cornette was a 70s and 80s kind of guy living in the 90s. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what, what I thought Russo brought Russo was connected into what the late 90s were. The late 90s were uh, Seinfeld, South Park, Bill Clinton as your president. I mean, cutting edge. You know, in, in WrestleMania in 98, all of their guest hosts, all of their celebrity guests had, uh, like, problems. You know, it was Pete Rose, and it was the gal, Jennifer Flowers, who had slept with Bill Clinton. And people that had had like personal issues in their lives and things like that. I mean, that was the state of the United States in 1998. So uh, Russo was tapped into that South Park mentality sure, yeah, that yeah. was right there with the Monday Night Wars during the the Attitude Era. I feel like Russo doesn't get enough credit for a lot of the good things that he did, and of course, you know, he was responsible for some terrible shit too. Yeah. But there was some, some really good, good things. There were some really good things that he was a part of. And I feel like the people like Jim Cornette and people like Bruce Pritchard, um, they put Russo down because Russo was an outsider. Russo wasn't a 20 years in the business, paid his dues kind of guy. Um, he was the kind of guy who got into wrestling by writing Linda McMahon a letter. Right. He wrote, he wrote Linda McMahon a letter, and she got him a job. He got on the writing crew by watching wrestling in a boardroom with Bill Watts. You know, Bill Watts came over to watch, watch wrestling one day at WWE headquarters. Russo was a magazine guy. He sat down and started talking to Bill Watts, and Bill Watts suggested that he should be on the creative team. That's how he got in that position. Now... No, it's no secret that everyone hates Bill Watts. So his foot through the door was a bad foot that nobody wanted to smell. And now he's in this position. He's in this position. He's in a writer position. And people like Jim Cornette and Bruce Pritchard, and even, you know, I like Jim Cornette. I'm not saying I don't. But listening to Jim Cornette tell the story about how he, how Russo didn't get him fired. Did you hear that episode? Mm-hmm. Did that not sound like Russo got him freaking fired? <laughs> and, and Jim Cornette's telling the story and telling us how he did not get him fired. But in the story, he totally got him fired. And that's why Jim Cornette dislikes him. It's why Bruce Pritchard dislikes him is because he didn't have 20 years in the business. I, I think and he came Cor in with ideas that really made something happen. I think what happened, I think Cornette hates him for a lot more than that. We don't. We can get back on task, John. Cornette hates him. The reason why I hate Russo is what he did to WCW. Uh, yeah, when crap. he and Ed Ferreira came in. Because WCW, NWA and WCW were always my first loves. And they always will be my first loves in wrestling. And so uh, they had a chance to save it there. You know, Hulk Hogan did a lot of damage by refusing to do the job to Sting. 
you know, and and Vince Russo. That, that those two guys pretty much killed. When Vince Russo came in, that's when I stopped watching WCW. When yeah, right. Vince Russo, came, when Vince Russo came into WCW, WCW was literally already on fire in the water, sinking. I mean, it was it was yeah, they were swirling the drain. Up. Yeah, they were screwed up when Vince Russo walked through the door. Then you bring in somebody like Vince Russo to fix your problem, yet you always keep these chains on him. So you keep chaining him back. Now, do you want Vince Russo or do you not want Vince Russo? Because we've seen when you go whole hog Vince Russo. I, I, do, I don't want Vince Russo. Uh, that would have been. What I'm I, I wouldn't have wanted. I wouldn't have wanted Eric Bischoff. Uh, I, anyway, sorry, John. We, That's so all right. I'm taking it side. We're rambling a lot. What I'm saying is, with WCW, they had the chains on him. It, 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 they wanted Russo, but then they didn't want Russo. They needed to pick one or the other. The going back and forth with Eric Bischoff, and and uh, you got Eric Bischoff, and you got Vince Russo, then you got Eric Bischoff, and you got Vince Russo. WCW sunk their own ship. They didn't stay with one captain. If they'd have had one captain, who knows? Either one of them may have turned the ship around, but you can't do it when you're not giving anyone the wheel and you're just letting letting the ship go go under, regardless of people switching back and forth. And that's what happens when a large multinational corporation like AOL Time Warner owns a wrestling company instead of it being a small privately held corporation like WWF. But anyway, we've been here 20 minutes, guys. We haven't Sorry. even started with our pros and cons, but that's okay because we have some stuff to talk about. Honestly, the topic you guys are on... I was trying to hold back because I could jump in there and we could talk for another 30 minutes about that alone. Um, if I had to pick one Booker, writer, whatever you want to call it, and it come down to Jim Cornette, Eric Bischoff, or Vince Russo. Eric Bischoff. Other than the NWO, though, Brian, what did Eric Bischoff, Bischoff give us, man? Everything. What? Give us the cruiserweight. He, he was, was cool. far into WCW before the NWO ever come around, and it yeah. was continually growing and growing. Give us the cruiserweight. He gave you reality wrestling. The yeah. only thing that Eric Bischoff really typhoon. Yeah, the, shark. The, the only thing that Eric Bischoff ever screwed up was TNA, and he actually did not give us the shark uh, or the the Dungeon of Doom whatsoever. That was your homie, the plumber. That was the son of a plumber that gave you the dungeon. Listen, and, that's because I was on my way back up to uh, New York City. I was Duffy, worried about. Dusty Rose also gave you the Shockmaster, baby. The Shockmaster <laughs> came from the son the of a plumber. The Dungeon of Doom was horrible. Shockmaster yeah. would have worked that, if he wouldn't have failed. And you know what? That was a booker. A booker gave that to you, fellas. So that's that's what you're begging for. <laughs> I didn't even give my answer. I didn't even give my Next. answer. Y'all over here talking smack. All I'm saying is you can pick Bischoff if you want. I'm probably going to pick Jim Cornette. I am every day and he, twice on Sunday. Jim Cornette is not only a uh, traditional booker, but he's also controversial as well. And I, I think, love I, I think, love Jim uh, Jim Cornette too. But um, if you if you look at the stats, Smoky Mountain Wrestling nor Ohio Valley ever reached the heights of WCW. They didn't have the platform that WCW had, Brian. That's, you can't Smoky compare Mountain that. Did. You can't, Smoky, Mountain Wrestling. Smoky Mountain Smoky didn't Mountain. have a national TV deal? Smoky Mountain had a TV deal. They, they, were, a, in my, they were on my TV. No. They weren't on your TV? <laughs> Was it a national TV deal? Some of us no. didn't have TV, Brian. You and your rabbit ears there, Resner. <laughs> I had it. 
I watch it on W-A-Y. Right, W-O-A-Y. Not a national TV channel. Yeah. Well, it could have built up to that. You know who? I could have been born six foot tall, but that ain't in the cards now, is it? For a quick example, for a quick example, you know who who brought, who Smoky Mountain brought to the States and became a phenomenon, in my opinion? Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Jericho. Uh, there's yeah. so many. Uh, but, Chris Jericho and Lance. But anyway, let's get back on task, John. All right. Uh, yes, sir. Let's talk about our pros and cons. And the way we're going to do this this week, I'm going to steal a page out of Brian's book, and I'm going to do my pro last, and it's also Ooh. going to uh, play off into my cons. So. Well, does that mean I get to start? Sure. Go ahead. Pro or con? That's up to you, partner. Con. 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 <laughs> All right, here's my con. My con is you're trying to push Seth Rollins. I'm a nerd. I got it. You're trying to push Seth Rollins as a universal champion to beat Brock Lesnar that's going to go on to beat AJ Styles at Money in the Bank. But we're going to job him out to Baron Corbin. I I can't explain it. I don't understand it. You go give Baron Corbin a clean win over the Universal Champion. First of all, Baron Corbin's no better than a mid Carter. The the heat he's got is go away heat. And even if you did his like hot guy, topic is failing. His hot topic is going out of business. The whole damn mall's closing. And and Baron Corbin beating Seth Rollins made zero sense whatsoever. Like, I don't understand this whole push behind Baron Corbin at all. I don't understand why you're champion that way. I don't even dislike Baron Corbin that much. I think his finishing move is awesome. I love the fact that everybody hates him. But I ain't going to put him over Seth Rollins in the middle of the ring. Three weeks after beating Brock Lesnar. Here's a question. Okay, Seth's there every week, and we all griped about how Brock didn't show up very much. You think Brock Lesnar would have jobbed to, no, to Baron Corbin on Monday see, Night Raw? See, he, Brock Lesnar would have taken somebody's head off. Booker, Ryder, Indian Brock, Chief, if they had suggested you're going, you're going to job to Baron Corbin Brock, on Monday Night Brock Lesnar hasn't jobbed on Monday Night Raw in years. Right. Yes. Years. Champion or not champion. He's not going to come and lay down for anybody on Monday Night Raw. So I mean, you're going to beat Brock Lesnar, you're going to do it in pay-per-view. And that's the way a, it should be with Seth Rollins. It's an excellent. And I just, the and only this, time your world champion, universal champion, should compete on Monday Night Raw is in some outlandish tag team match where he is coming to help someone and save the day. Other than that, like he when should... Like used to do it with Cena. Right. He should make the appearance. He should cut the promos. He should not compete. I disagree. I like to see balance. my champion. Um, I like to see my champion defend his title on uh, on regular old TV. Why, why are you no. gonna give something away that you ought to be selling? Well, I mean, yeah, but the way pay per view buys aren't really a thing much anymore, especially with WWE. Well, 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 let me let me go on both sides there. I'll go on both your sides there and say when when my world champion defends his title or or competes, period, on Monday Night Raw, it should be built like the biggest fight of the year. Like, this is so big. Like Kind of like when they did uh, Hollywood Hogan and Goldberg in WCW. And Hogan. Yeah. 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 Exactly that like that. That was good. That was yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it, 
it was built up to a level where you were like, oh man, this is a real, real thing. Like I, I don't know, man. I just don't understand how you're gonna job your champion out. It's just, it makes no sense, and it makes no sense that everybody in the WWE has to be on the same level. Nobody can be unstoppable. Nobody. Uh, you missed for, the opening of the show, Brian, because of the technical problems we were having there. But I'm fed up with WWE. I'm not watching WWE this week. I'm going to watch other stuff. I heard uh, you say that. Okay, actually. well, I, I'm, and I hate to be that way because you know me. I'm a WWE guy. I always have been. But I'm fed up, man. It don't make any sense. That's a prime right, example I'm right the there. Next con. Okay, go ahead. What the WWE has done to the revival <laughs> since WrestleMania <laughs> and just before. WrestleMania is criminal. What was that cream the Usos give them? Usi cream? Usi. What was it? Usi hot. Usi hot. Usi hot. (laughs) I would look Vince McMahon in his ugly old face and I would tell him, I ain't doing that. I ain't shaving another man's back in a towel and I ain't putting Usi hot in my drawers and scooting around on the floor. Fire me. You know, I at legally speaking, I know where that puts them. If they end up getting fired for cause, then you know it's not like they can go out and draw unemployment. And they're going to be contractually unable to wrestle. Right. For I swear to God, I I'd get fired. I'd put a mask on. I'd go to MLW and I'd wrestle under a mask before I would let Jim or Vince McMahon. That brings me to another question. It, it is criminal. And the only reason why they waived big contracts at these guys, I read the backstory today, they, they waived big half-million-dollar contracts in front of the Revival. And the Revival politely said, no, we're going to go elsewhere. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> for people who say that they're not afraid of the cons and Triple H's little, you know, comment at the Hall of Fame, <laughs> they sure are acting like they're afraid of the cons. Tell me, tell uh, me this, though. Why in the world... This is why I still think John Moxley is affiliated with the WWE. Why would he give such a sweetheart send-off and then they do crap like this to the Revival? Uh, it's been reported that Gallows and Anderson wants out. How come they're not getting crap storylines? At least the Revival's being bugged. Because they're all trying to get out of their contract. He fulfilled his obligations. He stepped away. He didn't resign. The rest of them are trying to get out. Right. But uh, Gallows and Anderson, they've asked for their release. Gallows, Gallows and Anderson have done nothing but get shit on since they showed up. Right. I mean, they and have, and you they haven't have even not. hardly seen them. And, yeah, they've been They've been, I mean, they've been buried. Show, I mean, you know, and I, so I guess the choice for talent is go out and get Usi hot putting your draws or don't even bother. I thought the Revival re-signed. No. Nope, they rejected well, half million dollar each contracts. Well, that's good. They needed to, and and I and I'll tell you that your con was this close to being my con. I was so close to picking that, but the world champion getting pissed on oh. was was even was more important to me. But the revival, the whole the Usi hot thing was so. Awful. I, I've watched that with a complete look of disgust the entire yeah, time. I, 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 did, I did too. And those are both great workers. You know, six, seven weeks ago, that was your tag champions, you know? They beat Glorious there. I don't for, think they ever the, won a match while they was a champion. I don't think they. Say, that's exactly what I, was I don't think say. they. they that's why I said what matches. happened to the revival from the point that they beat Glorious for the titles is criminal. You know who's not going to uh, beat someone for a title? That's Mr. Derek Jones. I had to go ahead and throw it out there while we're talking about titles. Go ahead, do your con, Derek. 
What's your con, Mr. Jones? Well, I, I thought I, I, I'm going to stick kind of short to my con because I pulled a page out of Brian's <coughs> book as well. Whoa. I have multiple pros. Wow. And you're going to have to listen to them after your snide little comment over there just now. You're just going to have to deal with me for today. Okay. All right. My con, short, sweet, to the point, Monday Night Raw. Top to bottom, my con. Uh, with, with the exception of the, the small little snippet of Bray Wyatt. May I ask you a question? Sure. Was it not awful that, as we've talked for weeks about the glut of talent, they bring freaking SmackDown wrestlers to Raw yeah. and glut it up even further. You got guys that we haven't even seen in months who were supposedly part of the superstar shakeup. I have no idea who's Did on. Did you guys see where Tyler Breeze is going back to NXT? He should. Should That's yes. where he, was the best. he was great at NXT. Yeah. Yeah, in NXT but, he was unbelievable. And then he went to the main roster and became Fandango's boyfriend. <laughs> right. Not there's any Mojo Raleigh was on Raw, did his promo, his comeback promo, but it was cut from the show. Who cares? Anyway, I agree with you. Uh, your con was almost my con, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking you've got a glut of talent, and Vince is out there patting himself on the back in Cincinnati, talking about what a genius he is for this wild card rule. And, and the wild card That's thing would work if you didn't just have or always do the superstar shakeup. If the, if the shakeup wasn't a thing, the wild card thing would be interesting, but it's not because you did it wrong. I, I've got the solution to all of it. You, you, have, you have certain belts. You have one world champion. You have an intercontinental champion. You have a U.S. champion. One champion, Derek. You have a... You have a you have a cruiserweight champion. You got one set of tag champions and women's tag champions. And those champions should compete if you're going to have them compete. I don't like world champions competing on television, but that's just a funny thing for me. Everybody from the Intercontinental down competes on both shows. And, and, and I, you give both Raw and SmackDown superstars a chance to compete for a title. I've uh, said that for weeks and weeks and weeks. But you've got designated specific rosters. But if you win the titles, you can bounce. But if you're right, if you win the titles, you're a free agent Absolutely. at that point. If you want to show up on Monday and or Tuesday, you're welcome at that point. See, I, would, a, I would only switch back and forth the Universal Championship. I think there should be a world title on Raw, he wants more a belts. WWE title on SmackDown, and a Universal title that goes back and forth that's held by somebody who's part-time. I can, I can handle that. I, 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 don't, I don't have any problem with that idea. See, I, I like uh, my world my, my big belt on Raw to be the IC belt, my big belt on SmackDown to be the, the U.S. US title. And have one, one world champion. Yeah, that All right. Makes sense. Um, Sorry. That could have very easily been mine, Derek. WWE as a whole was very uh, disheartening for me this week. SmackDown wasn't bad. SmackDown was better than Raw. SmackDown was better than Raw. It didn't have anything but, to live but, up to. But So help me, there is that same wild card rule. Now, the Usos match was good. Mm-hmm. You know, the Usos match. I didn't like uh, Goatface and Goatface 2 uh, winning the belts. Why but not? Maybe that's the spark that that tag team needs. Uh, How many tag teams is on SmackDown now? Maybe three? Who knows? Not many. But but anyway, I liked the Usos match. SmackDown was better than Raw, but that ain't saying much because that's a low bar. That is a low bar. Uh, but anyway... I'll go ahead and throw out my con, and I will lead it into my pro. My con was, and I was a fan of this guy there for a long time, but it's got to the point now, We, I think we had talked about it last week or the week before last, uh, 
Sami Zayn's been hot fire for the last couple weeks since he's been back. Do you guys agree? Oh, he's been hot something. Good promos. <laughs> good promos. Yeah. Good promos. I, I disagree. I despise the whole sociology, psychology that he... Whatever Sally Struthers' correspondence course Sami Zayn took while he was off being injured, I wished he'd have just done something else. <laughs> well, I love you, Steve, but this is one of the few times we're going to disagree. All right. I've really enjoyed them. And then you have, of all people, Braun Strowman come out and scare him and run him off and 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 just... Why Braun you. Strowman? I mean, he, he would. He would. <laughs> he would scare me. But of all people, Braun Strowman? I mean, Sami Zayn is, is hot right now. He's getting so much heat from the crowd. And I know they're still trying to get Braun Strowman back to the level no, that I they want him at. I think it's that psychology. I think if you want to paint Sami Zayn as a weasel, he's, I think that's a weasel move. Okay, you, a little, you chicken, little chicken shit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I just wasn't a fan of it because... They, they really missed an opportunity, too. When they put, when they put Sami Zayn in the dumpster... And then the dumpster was getting dumped. Somebody, Corey, Michael Cole, somebody should have said, there's a human being in there. <laughs> Why they didn't do that, I, I don't know. But it was a perfect time to do it. Yeah, uh, You're right. Yeah, see, I forgot about the dumpster spot. I mean, that, that, that was silly. And then the next night, this is going to lead to my pro, they kind of redeemed herself and put Sami Zayn in the triple threat mm -hmm. um, championship match with Kevin <laughs> Kingston and AJ Styles. Well, at least they didn't pick up. At least Braun didn't pick the dumpster up himself and throw it into the back of the truck. That's next then, week. That's next and week. then stomp the truck and roll it down a hill. <laughs> yeah. At, at least they didn't do that. So yeah. I was okay with. It. I thought Sammy got re redeemed on. He did. I, I was good. very adamant on my con this week, and I decided to keep it the same. That's good. But whenever he moved on and was in the championship match, I was like, okay. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. But that's my pro of the week. Steve, what's your pro of the week? My pro of the week is uh, it's a women's tag wait, team. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Uh, uh, your pro of the week, you were telling your con of the week. Yes, and, and it led to my pro was that Your pro they, was the SmackDown match? Yes, my pro was that Sami Zayn got uh, redeemed, so to speak, and got follow, put in follow the along, championship Follow along, He said his pro and his con would be related. Okay, got it. All right. You with us? I'm, I'm I'm with you. Sorry, we're doing, a, we're doing a wrestling show here called the Royal Ramble, Brian. So this feel, this is the Royal Ramble. This is the Royal this is Ramble. The one. Feel free I'm to join. You are on the Royal Ramble, and we don't have 15 champions like some people like. We got one champion around these parts, just one, right, Derek? <laughs> the beard scratch. Anyway, Steve New, what's your pro, my friend? My pro this week is the one thing I think WWE is doing. Well, uh, Sasha and Bailey notwithstanding, uh, is the women's tag team champions and the women's tag team division. My pro this week is Asuka and Carrie Sane. And the fact that they now have Paige as a manager. Paige is a great talker. Uh, Asuka and uh, other gal not great talkers. Uh, <laughs> no so speak I, English. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We're not politically correct for those of you who are first time viewers. Uh but anyway, I love that uh team up and it and it was um Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh did you know Paige is also a movie star? Uh yes. Okay, I didn't know if you did that. I I, I knew that I've heard, I've heard that. 
<coughs> no firsthand knowledge. I don't know that it's a movie star, so to say. Well, I don't short, think there was a short cr- film. Um, hey, easy there. Short. short. She <laughs> had her. She had her own. She had her own movie. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know yeah, that there was a. I don't know there was a, a crew involved uh, filming that sucker. No, there was a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of people. What about anyway. the movie made about her life? Oh, she oh yeah, that, that was a thing too. That yeah. was a thing right, too. Right, right. So anyway, I I liked I liked that tag team. I liked the fact that they paired them with uh, Paige, who I loved before Alexa Bliss. She was my favorite, uh, and uh, and I I like what they're doing with that. How do you feel about the iconic Steve? Uh, I, <laughs> for oh, the iconic. There it for, is. For the same weasel reason. Uh, see, I think Sammy Sammy Zayn's got legit heat. Even that's though I why I like it. That's why I like it. He's got legit heel heat. I think the Iconics, in a sort of Australian Kardashian kind of way, have legit heat. They do speak tag- English, uh, Australian English, but yes, English yes. nonetheless. Now, my friend Ben Cliff, speaking of, that's proper. That's the Queen. Speaking English of Ben right Cliff, there. before we move on to Derek and his pro, I want you to let Ben Cliff know. Oh yeah, yeah. What it, you told me. You'll before be the show happy started. to know. That I spent today waiting for court watching Nigel McGinnis matches, aka Desmond Wolf. Yes, aka what about, Desmond Wolf. What about and the documentary? I haven't seen the documentary yet, but I thought I'm not going to come here and get cussed like Covey Cole did last week. Man, he's so, ripping me alive yeah, last that's week. Right. Uh, so, I was jealous because I ain't a champ. But, and I didn't see the documentary like in full on YouTube, but I did have enough time <laughs> and opportunity to watch uh, Desmond Storm matches. Uh, Desmond Wolf. Or Desmond Wolf, rather. Uh, on and Nigel McGinnis matches. Uh, the Daniel Bryan match was like, here is everything today. It was like up here. I, I mean, it was like... I hate to even say this kind of stuff. It was like Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, like type good. Wow, I, it, really? It, 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 I, I I thought so. I mean that that got yeah. Nigel McGinnis. I think you know. And then I read some more of his story with the hepatitis B and uh, C. Or, huh? C. C. Uh, you That's know. Yes, in Spanish. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Nine. Uh, that's no German. Uh, so uh, poor favor. But anyway, Ben Cliff, you'll be happy to know I watched, uh, uh, you know, some of that, and and I want to watch more. It, it was real, and the wrestling that I watched, and I remembered him from TNA, then, uh, you know, with Fortune, and then some of those other angle, the Kurt Angle mm-hmm. uh, match. It's just high quality. I think he had a chance. I mean, he was going to be something, and at the time he there got was definitely the, a spot for him for sure. <laughs> I ain't Don't taking the bait yet because I, I it hasn't come up organically. When one of these two say it, I'm going to be on it like a duck on a June bug. I'm telling you, I've been feeding right. you, man. I've been feeding you. I've been feeding right. you. All right, go ahead, Derek. What's your pro? All right, so I told you I got two pros this week okay. because there was a lot of good wrestling. If you didn't watch WWE, well, next week I'm going to be on there with you, buddy. You you need to be on there. You need to watch Ring of Honor. You need to watch New Japan. You need to watch MLW Fusion. You can even watch your little Impact. So one of mine comes from Impact. I haven't had a pro from Impact for a long time. So Impact and House of Glory put on a special. I think it was the first one to air on the new Impact Plus, you know, stream service that they're starting to offer now. They got their own little uh, knockoff network. 
Uh, but the production was crappy. The 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 local talent that they used was crappy. But they had a a standout match, a tag team match, um, that had uh, the North, which is uh, all ego Ethan Page and Desmond Alexander versus the Radicals. Um, Wince and Dez, and the, the tag match was fantastic. Hang on a second. Somebody's using the Radicals name? The Rascals. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The Rascals. Okay. <laughs> right. The Rascals. They're not little. But they're Dear the dollar. Right. Great tag team match. Uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it's it's Impact and House of Glory present Code Red. It was really... It's like a high-end indie show uh, with with big talent. It was it was a different setup, a different atmosphere and environment. It was kind of neat what they were doing with the local you know promotion. Um, they they had matches with each other, which was really cool. Uh, but that match alone really stands out. Cause that's numero uno. That's what numero uno. My right. big one is El Fantasmo made his New Japan debut. Why well, do I know that name? He's a star on the UK Indies. Ben Cliff should know him for sure. Okay. He's a Canadian wrestler. He's done a lot of stuff. He, he had a match a few weeks ago with Pac. You want to watch a good match? That's a good ah. match. Um, he debuted. He's a newest X member. X or two? Pac. That's what I'm saying. X, Pac, or mm-hmm. Tupac? Well, Standalone just like Pac. Chubby, looks like the chubby son of a plumber. <laughs> Tupac no longer with us. Oh, yeah. Mm. Sorry, Derek. Go ahead. X-Pac only barely with us. but you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he, got, he got his dog. <laughs> it won't He's clean, supposedly, these days. So, he, so, he looked good last yeah. time I saw him. So El Fantasma made his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut, tag-teamed with uh, Tajiri Ishimori against... Um, Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee. I hate to interrupt you, Derek, but you know I'm not real familiar with New Japan. Tajiri Ishimori. Tajiri Tajiri? No. Okay. Yeah. Ishimori. Just stick with Ishimori. Don't worry about the first part. Ishimori. Great match at New Japan Ring. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That guy had a heck of a match. Yeah. Good stuff, huh? Yeah. Man, I can't wait to check it out. Um, So that's a great match. And the best part about it is... You got these four guys, and they're they're very known for something, but they're getting ready to start building into best of the super juniors in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I always recommend that if you really want to get into New Japan Pro Wrestling, that's kind of where you start. You watch that tournament because it will show you some of the best in and out of ring abilities you'll ever see. Well, there's been a few guys that I've seen that I didn't know who they were, but they popped up in my news feed, and I was like, who's this guy? Well, Osprey was one of them. Mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. was one of them. I was mm-hmm. like, who are these cats? Right. So you got Osprey, Saber Jr., Ishimori. You're going to look at Dragon Lee. You're probably going to see Jonathan Gresham. I mean, you're going to see some of the best talent in the world in this tournament. Nice, Marty Scroll. Marty Scroll. Marty's the man. Marty's the man. Marty is the man. Hi. Look, uh, guys, that 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 live show, that live at the Garden. Yeah, it made a it made a believer out of me of New Japan and Ring of Honor, and you know I. I'm going to figure out a way to get to watch it some more, you know, maybe with the fight app or something yeah. like that. I can watch some more, but maybe watch believe wrestling, out of me, dude. Watchwrestling.co. Yeah, that's where, that's where I get my New Japan stuff. I mean. That's where I watch it all. I, I even watch Raw and SmackDown when I fall asleep during them uh, later on watchwrestling.co. You just had a hard time with that sentence, didn't you, buddy? He said, that's when I watched them fall asleep later. <laughs> when I'm watching Raw, and I fall asleep and I wake up. Like, what happened? Like Brian mowed the grass. I think that he's getting to you down there, brother. And he's working on it. <laughs> What's your pro of the week, my friend? My pro of the week, actually, I was going to uh, I was going to tag on to your pro because I thought that's where you were going, okay. but uh, you didn't really say that. 
the pro of the week was the match. Your pro of the week was just Sammy getting some well, redemption. Well, the match was kind of part of it, but go ahead. The match was my pro. Uh, seeing AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, and Sami Zayn in a triple threat on SmackDown, that was that was a great match. Correct um, me if I'm wrong real quick, though. I'm going to inter- interrupt you for one second. I want, I'm asking all of you guys this. Did it? Did you feel any kind of way that AJ Styles was uh, one of the wild cards to SmackDown this week, considering he's been with SmackDown since he came there up until three weeks ago? Uh, no. I, I thought that was – I didn't like the wild card thing at all. Silly. Uh, AJ so. is a way to boost ratings before it, they jump to Fox. That's exactly right. Should have left him there to begin with then. And you know what was really did, – did anyone find it funny that Kofi Kingston was like, this is the house that AJ Styles built? That was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a great part. Uh, I, although I liked Sami Zayn's line about – Bunch of Kentucky Fried Idiots <laughs> in Louisville, Kentucky. That was a pretty good line too. Yeah, but that match was great. It was uh, it was something that you would uh, that you would see on a pay per view. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I I didn't. Uh, I don't know about. Uh, I don't. I don't know why they did with AJ. I don't know why they did the wild card thing. Anyway, we were talking earlier about Vince McMahon patting himself on the back about the wild card idea. And I was going to throw something in there, and, and, and we, we kind of started talking about something else, but I'll, I'll mention it now, is when he was in the ring talking about what a genius he was for coming up with this wild card idea, it made me think, like, is he playing the gimmick of being a completely out-of-touch person who doesn't know what the WWE Universe actually wants? You don't is know that, whether it's a work or a shoot. Right? Yeah, I don't you know. Don't know whether, you don't know whether Clueless Vince is a work or a shoot. Yeah. I, at at I this point, I ain't got no idea whether somebody's telling him. And that's the beautiful thing for him about wrestling. He can always say, huh, I was just working. Right. I was working. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, that, that that's a heck of a work right that's there, Vince. If you're work. trying to look like you know two things about pro wrestling, jack and squat, neither of which is helpful to the sport, then you're doing a heck of a job, pal. He's like, I'm going to take my company as a work. <laughs> But yeah, you keep you know it up, what? and then I just figured it out. I know exactly what's going on right now. Vince McMahon is trying to tank his stock down to nothing so he can buy his company back up. That's what's going on. It's a publicly traded company. He's trying to get it down to a dollar. He's going to buy it all back. Over my dead body when <laughs> I and others bring uh, a shareholder derivative lawsuit and then own the WWE. Yeah, there you go. Let's go. Let's do that. Let's Can do you that. do that? Oh, is, yeah. If, they, if, if yeah, they tank the stock on purpose. Ju- what you just said is illegal and yeah, criminal. You, you can't sandbag your own stock. You cannot sandbag your own stock. And since we're already on the subject of uh, It's illegal. Steven it's a violation of his, SEC uh, attorney regulations. Friends practicing uh, um, law. We're going to take a quick break, put Steve over. We'll be right back, talk about some other stuff going on, guys. Since 2001, drug companies dumped a billion opioid pills in West Virginia, causing over 3,000 overdose deaths and thousands of babies born addicted by no fault of their own. I'm attorney Stephen New. If you're the grandparent or guardian of a child born with neonatal abstinence syndrome, call me. I'll help you seek just compensation. Call the law offices of Stephen P. New at 1-844-BAD-PILLS. 
before time runs out. Between corners. All right, guys, we are back. <laughs> Brian, you all over there? So, so while Man. Brian's experiencing some technical difficulties, uh, Ben Cliff, Michael <laughs> Elgin being an impact is a pretty awesome thing. If you didn't watch Code Red, Michael Elgin has a pretty good match also with Willie Mack. That was probably the second best match of we that night. We almost brought in Michael Elgin last year to cause a call. What was it, the reason we didn't bring him in, Brian? Uh, he had a, he had a booking. He had a booking that was. we originally – originally he was – available and then when it came time to actually make the deal he already had a book that's what it was oh and there was also that thing remember where he was you go flush over there or what that was me pouring water into a cup anyway um uh, courtesy flush brian you are the captain of the strug bus can we figure out a way to get him a mute button the Strug bus has pulled up and parked at the Resner Hacienda in Florida, folks. I'm telling you. You know, if you uh, if you gave me a longer commercial break, won't you go out there and sell some sponsors, John Gummy Cole? Uh, well, actually, you know I, mean? I, I could run another commercial if you want. It's about two minutes long. No, no it's okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. um, I have right, some exciting news whenever about. you guys are ready. Let's go ahead and get to that now. I'm excited to hey, guys, about it. If you're, if you're unaware, uh, there is a Roku channel called Jarrett Parsons Wrestling. Jarrett, it's the Jarrett Parsons Wrestling Network. I think Joe Brody was telling us about this. Yeah. Something about it a and, while back. And it is one of the fastest-growing Roku channels on their network. Uh, and what's happened is these guys, it's uh, Mr. Jerry Jarrett uh, and Rock Parsons, who's originally from uh, northern West Virginia, and they... They began a few years ago to, to gather up footage that wasn't owned by WWE. You That's know, it. WWE owns a lot of, of the classic shows. But there's a lot of good wrestling, classic wrestling, too, that they don't own. Uh, and I'm excited. I am going to begin a sponsorship with Jarrett Parsons Wrestling Network. So wow. if you guys tune in to Roku... Uh, then you'll see my commercials, my logos, all of that stuff. That's the you only guys know how much. What's that? Uh, Roku's the only place that's available right yeah, now. Yeah, Roku's the only only place that. Are it's they planning available. on trying other platforms as well? Or is this... I, you know, I'm not sure. I, I haven't talked to them about that, but they're one of the fastest growing. I've been really impressed with their numbers. Uh, they add content, and they want to add uh, new content from indies. And you know local wrestling promotions from different places and smaller promotions, uh, and this is the thing that I'm to tell you that I'm so excited about. They want to do an Olympus, what they call an Olympus Star Search, and they uh, I don't know how much is public. I got to be careful. You can tell us kayfabe off there if you like, Steve. <laughs> anyway, a place close by here okay. is looking to be the host site of the Olympus Star Search, where they bring in... It's almost like, think, American Idol for professional wrestling. Oh. And guys compete in a competition uh, with judges who, who judge matches uh, about who should advance through the tournament and things like that. And I'm real, I'm just real excited to be uh, affiliated sweet. with it. Yeah, so, I mean, we it's close enough that the three of us could go... Uh, and watch that Olympus Star Search. Come on, Brian. Come on, Brian. Come on, Brian. Fly into Pittsburgh and come over to Wheeling and 
Come on up, buddy. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, man. So anyway, I'm, I'm cool. excited. That's Those cool. are, and on that channel, they they have uh, licensed footage from uh, uh, ICW, a lot of Memphis wrestling. Now you've talked about ICW in the past. You're a huge fan of that. Right? Huge so, fan of ICW, like the current ICW in Ireland. No, the old ICW. The old ICW. Randy Poffo. Randy 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 and Angelo Poffo. Just want to clarify. uh, Promotion. Yes. And then uh, That's right. And and then you've got uh, Southwest Championship Wrestling, which was Joe Blanchard's promotion. And he had the national TV deal. Uh, uh, This was interesting. Mr. Jerry Jarrett told me about this. That 11 a.m. Sunday... USA Network slot was first offered to Jerry Jarrett. It's all slot, Steve. It's a spot. <laughs> and he declined it. And then, so USA Network approaches Joe Blanchard. Joe Blanchard takes it with Southwest Championship Wrestling. And, you know, that was one I'm of not the, familiar with Joe Blanchard. Is it related to Tolly's fa- okay. father? Okay. Yeah, okay. and it, it was run out of ball. San Antonio. It was really, really good. Wrestling and the thing I liked about uh, Southwest was they they had luchadors before anybody knew who luchadors were in right, America, right. you know. Uh, but and then Memphis, a lot of other territories that Vince doesn't have the rights to. Jarrett Parsons has the rights to those territories. Wow, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and, and they're gobbling up more. You know, they're they said they're going. He's he's concentrating so hard, so it doesn't sound like he's peeing over there. There you go, Brian. I'll just... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I got a mute button for you, Brian. No. You can pour, all, pour until your heart is content. <laughs> no, we're good. I'm full. Anyway, I'm excited about That's that. Cool. You know, I mean, That's I'm probably cool. into too much yeah. with wrestling. I do this show. No such thing. I, I sponsor Cornette's podcast. I, ASW. I, I sponsor ASW. We had a great show down there last week. By the way, it, it was that a, was the fan appreciation. That was the show, fan right? appreciation show, and it was the uh, continuation of the tournament for the vacant uh, ASW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it was just it was a really good. That title, title is pretty yeah. prestigious, but you know what other titles prestigious, Derek? See, let's let's Derek ignore Jones? him. See, Ben Cliff's talking about the ICW that I that's the secondary that I was talking about. I like to watch them. They've got a lot of good talent coming out of there, with the exception of Grotto. I'm not, not a big fan of Grotto. So Grotto, I've heard of man, him. I have to watch them on the internet. I, I have no clue because they're strictly you know Ireland, Scotland based. You. you know, you you, know you got to dig for this that. one. I've seen that come up on WatchWrestling.co, and I was like, wow, this is something new. I'm going to check this out. And when I seen that Grotto was the champion, no. I refused to watch or take anything serious on this entire show. As far as I'm concerned, the ICW in uh, Britain is just a trash bag company because how are you going to have Grotto as your champion? If it's called Insane Championship Wrestling, then... I might check it out during my uh, insane. Uh, yeah, no brain. You know, you know what's <laughs> insane about it is that Grotto's the champion. That is insane. That is pretty insane. That is pretty insane, guys. Let's talk about a few right. other things. Uh, we've been here an hour. We haven't even got to our weekly topic sorry. yet. We actually That's rambled right. this week. We was rambling we this week, boys. Did I'm sorry, I took a side. <laughs> Wait, I, I was going to mention the thing that got over the most at the ASW show, and now okay. now I'm getting cut off. That's, go, what, that's, what, that's what producers do to people. They cut people the, off. The, what I heard, the story I heard, 
is that the Steve New Game of Thrones themed T-shirt was over like Rover in Madison, West Virginia. I'm telling you, the people I texted Brian that night, I'll only give part of what I texted Brian because Brian was gracious enough to help me with Fast Tees get the T-shirt design. Uh, it had the new law office logo on the front and then a Game of Thrones themed thing on the back for my law office. They descended like hordes of locusts. I happened to put on Gary's uh, fan page for ASW early in the day that I'd have free merch there. That Buddy, they saw me walk in with the two big boxes. <laughs> they were just, they were around the what table. They, they ignored some of those, some of the curtain jerk matches there and came over and just... Yeah, like hyenas. So you was over, is what you're saying? Oh, yeah. It got over fast. There's nothing like it free, was over. free coffee mugs, free T-shirts, and free ink pens. Why didn't you bring me a free T-shirt, Steve? Oh, wait, I you did. Oh, you, you went to WrestleCon. You did. That's right. No, I forgot. I, I'm going to – and Brian and I he's got about to, to do a He's about to do a black – uh, a black version of the shirt, yes. which is going to be even even hotter than the first one. Right. And it's going to be limited edition, and you'll probably get one, John, if you're nice. Yeah. He ain't yep. getting one. Yep. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to put a new order in. I'll have T-shirts for everybody. And I've been telling everybody on Twitter and everywhere, just you know, send me that. Uh, send me See, your I see you so. say a thing out there about that, but I didn't know what it was about. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. But Brian's, Brian's right, though. The ASW showed up. Gary barely got a shirt. I said, Gary walked by and I said, Brother, if you want a shirt, you better grab one now. And he said, All right, hand me an XL then. So. We made Gary a specific <laughs> shirt just for him, and I doubt he even got it. Yeah. He probably didn't even get it. <laughs> no, he got the. He, I took the large black and he got the XL. So it's, the large print given. The large print given, the small print taken away. A friend of mine told me that one That's time. That's right. Uh, you, br- sir, are an idiot. You, sir, are an idiot. Thanks, Rich Quick. <laughs> uh, well, it's only because you were talking about Maven from Tough Enough, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about content, right, Derek? Right. Content. <laughs> Rebel. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> we totally just run our intro. That's great. That's right. Only thing missing was the music. I can sing it for you if you want, That's Derek. Not- yeah, no, it's not. No. Fun's Let's over. Let's just move on. Uh, Brian, it was reported that there may be a one-year no-compete clause on Eli Drake's contract with Impact Wrestling. Is that That's a what thing? A whole year? That's what yeah. I'd have done if I'd have signed it. I think he can challenge the length of that. I think 90 days, maybe 120, you're all right. I don't think that you, that you get to block somebody out of their chosen profession for a year. How, I think how that do you a court, keep somebody from working well, for a whole they, year? They don't, they don't keep you from working. They keep you from working with certain companies for a year. I, I would have the ones to that'll s- pay you good? Yeah. I would have to see the no compete to, to know. Like he, uh, he, you he, know, I have a, uh, a two-year no compete clause in my solar contract where I cannot work for another solar company for two years after I leave the company that I'm with now. So it is, is it possible. limited in geographic area? Um, yeah, I do believe it is limited to Southwest Florida. Well, see, okay. I had a, uh, I had a, a, a so six you can't, month, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. I had a six month deal like that when I was underground, when I worked for Massey, mm-hmm. uh, they made us sign a contract. You get a raise, but you got to sign this contract right. that says if you get, you won't work within like a 90-mile radius for six right. months. And that's the same with Brian. It's not saying that you can't work in the solar industry 
anywhere, it's saying that you can't work in a solar industry in a specific geographic region. But with that, the wrestling, as, as uh, global as that is, I don't think it would be a I, geographical I, thing. Do you? I mean, the question is, does the guy want to spend the money to challenge that you know, if if he got if he has a potential deal elsewhere, I would think it would be worth it to hire a lawyer and, and challenge the no compete. Hey, I know a guy. Just saying, I might even give you well, a free T-shirt. You know what? That would be awesome <laughs> if Steve New represented Eli Drake. I am trying to get uh, John Layfield Bradshaw's case uh, down in Mingo County. Uh, I said it wrong. J. John, yeah, Bradshaw John Bradshaw Layfield's case in Mingo County because, speaking of Massey Energy, Don Blankenship sued JBL and a bunch of other people in Mingo County Circuit Court for besmirching him prior can, and can, during Can the, you believe this guy had the nerve to run for some sort of office <laughs> and was surprised when he didn't win in or, West Virginia? Or, or surprised when people said bad things about him, you know? So Cornette's trying you know, to get... Get me to be honest, in JBL right now. <laughs> to be honest, I was surprised he didn't win. Really? Like, you think I, I really the, you was, think West Virginians are that naive, I, Brian? I do believe that they're that dumb. I mean, we we voted for, we voted for Jim Justice. Jim Justice is our governor. Hey, you done left. I'm you got to take that we out your mouth, pal. I would, Okay, we, cool. we don't get political. Awesome. Okay, so, cool. I, I, listen, without getting without getting political, like Brian, I thought Blankenship uh, would win or be a lot more competitive than he. Honestly, was. I did He too. only won four counties of fifty-five. Honestly, I did too. I'm just giving my buddy there a hard time. I, 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 I really did too, because people tend to navigate towards something they know, and people in West Virginia know Don Blankenship. Whether it's no, good or bad or Southern otherwise. West Virginia, they do. Well, you know, no, we, just, we just have a really, really long, long Oh, history. a long what? Oh, okay. We, we have a really long history of voting for heels. Mm-hmm. Arch Moore was elected in West Virginia. Joe Manchin. Um, Jim Justice. I mean, the list just goes on of heel politics. Speaking of uh, heels, did you guys heels. see... <laughs> Did you guys see where uh, Leo Rush reportedly turned down $300,000 a year uh, by the WWE, and he wanted them to double it? It was also reported that he's asked for his release multiple times since then. Was it three hundred a year or was it three hundred for five years total? I think it was three hundred a year. Because I read three hundred for five years total. Maybe it was. You if know, that was the case, then. I don't think that – I don't. you know, I read that too, Derek. That doesn't even sound even remotely right. Like three hundred, three hundred grand for five years. Yeah. To be an independent like, contractor, you got to pay for your own travel and everything like that. There's no way Leo Rush could wrestle for WWE for sixty thousand a but, year. But that's the thing; he's not wrestling for WWE. That's why he gets the lowball contract. He's not doing anything. He walks Bobby to the ring. So he's one of the most entertaining talents they had on TV. It's going yeah, to end I, up in MLW. Ratings aren't showing it. What's going to end up happening? You can't blame that on Leo Rush. That's the 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 whole kit and caboodle. Well, hell, for what? many weeks, Leo Rush was the best thing on Raw. I mean, really, when it comes down to, I, I no, think that's the, the, the I think the train <laughs> of dissing on Leo Rush. I got into a big thing on Cult of Kayfabe. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Cult of Kayfabe, but I go on there. No, and, I, uh, I was a uh, uh, fans of those. But whenever they tried to charge me to post our show on their page, I told them to go theirself. 
You know what? They still let me post our show on there. Maybe because reason. you got prettier hair than I got. I don't know. That's don't right. Know That's well, I heard nice uh, this week part of the big news was that Leo Rush had legit heat backstage. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, for not do, not carrying the veterans bags and things like that. So I don't, you wish, know, I don't know how I feel was about. about that. What's that? That's what my argument in Cult Kayfabe was about. I had There was some guy on there who was a wrestler, and he was like, uh, Leo Rush needs to have respect, and, and he, he needs to carry his own bags, and, and, or he needs to carry the veterans' bags. He was like, and I would love to make $300,000 in the WWE. I'm like, I bet you would like to make $300,000 in the WWE, but you ain't Leo Rush. I bet you would, Joey Ryan, like to make $300,000 in the WWE. Oh, Nick Flippin. Yeah. Yeah, he's, but I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't understand why anybody wants to hate on Leo Rush, including, including Mr. Derek Jones, because Leo Rush is so talented on both ends of the spectrum. He can talk, he can wrestle. I mean, he, he's he can't get six hundred thousand dollars a year from the WWE, though. Apparently, apparently not. But they can give Goldberg probably. Two million dollars to oh come and do a one shot in Saudi Arabia. Con this week that Fox <laughs> wants. Do you have that in your news? No, Fox wants WWE to re-sign Goldberg and Lesnar and put the belts on both. Put of them. the belts on both of them as the kickoff to their airing WWE. I thought I was going to fall out my chair when I first read that. Yeah. I thought I was. Gonna I don't. Fall I, out I, my I'm, chair I'm not surprised by anything with those guys anymore. Honestly. I wish somebody would get in Fox's head and be like, "Hey, we want to see Hogan with the belt." <laughs> yeah. I would much rather see Hogan come back and win the belt than go- I'd rather see Hogan and Flair have the belts than Goldberg and Lesnar. I've been known to be uh, vocal about not. And caring. I'm wearing a Lesnar shirt. <laughs> I've been known to be vocal about not being a huge fan of this gentleman anymore, but do you know what professional wrestling needs right now more than it's ever needed something? It needs CM Punk. Whether it be AEW, whether it be MLW, whether it be ASW in Madison, West Virginia. (laughs) Under a mask, GTS is somebody. Gary, we're talking to you, brother. That's right. He's going to have to talk to his uh, sponsor, man, see if he can (laughs) help him out. But they need CM Punk. And there was rumors this week that Punk and WWE are talking. I think there's rumors every week anymore that Punk and WWE are talking. <laughs> I mean, I, that, I, that's that's a regular rumor mill mm-hmm. anymore. I think mm-hmm. the only way CM Punk would come back to WWE is if he had creative control, and I don't think Vince will ever do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right. What but anyway, let's is. go on. Um, Moxley, John Moxley's uh, post-WWE plans have been revealed. He's going to start a movie called Cage Fighter. The premise of the movie is that an MMA champion loses a heavy, heavily promoted fight to a pro wrestling star making a crossover into MMA. So that may be interesting. Is he the MMA star or the pro wrestler who comes to MMA? I don't mean to profile, but I'm guessing he's probably going to be the wrestler. He could probably play both roles, though, honestly. What's Ben Cliff talking about the King of Dong style? That's Joey know. Ryan. Well, I, 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 look, I know y'all ain't fans. I just got to gotta keep you filled in. No, I mean, I'm a bright enough Steve's guy. <laughs> I'm a bright enough guy to figure out that the King of Dong yeah. style is. I just like that you said. I, 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 I really didn't think that the King of Dong style was Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, that, that, you don't that speak was, English either. Right. Look, I'm just repaying the, the King of Dong style. I'm just repaying the favor for the Rockers comment last week. Like I don't know who Sean and Marty are. 
How about this one, guys? Matt Morgan is now the mayor of Longwood, Florida. Have you guys heard about this? Yes. Yeah. I saw that this morning. That's pretty cool. I didn't. I didn't see that. That's that's awesome that somebody has. Are you close to Longwood, mayor. Brian? I I have no idea where Longwood's at. So maybe. <laughs> go down to the wood line. Or just go a long way. You'll find it. <laughs> nice. Um, last but not least, Lars Sullivan bodybuilding message boards have gone viral again. I don't know if you guys have seen all this. He had some not so nice things to say about minorities. He said that uh, African Americans want a piece of pity pie and immigrants just want free stuff. Well, Big E tweeted out that many are aware, if true, he has to beat out, he has to bear albatross of being a bigot and working in a company that is now filled with minorities. And if you guys remember correctly, when this came out originally back in uh, November, this is right before he was supposed to make his big come up to the main roster. And I think his past actions is what caused him this anxiety attack, this um, panic attack. Well, doesn't he look like some kind of racist moron anyway? If, I mean, if you just look at him, you just look at the guy in his face. Or just look at him. Look at yeah, him. you don't even have to know that he said those things. You can look at that guy and tell that he sucks uh, as yeah, a human being. Right. He's Snitsky without the good complexion. Yeah, he's like a. He's it's one like of his a, fault. He's yeah. an ugly. He's an ugly Gene Snitsky, and that's he's an so. ugly Gene Snitsky. Wow, that's saying a lot right there, fellas. Yeah. I've known a lot of pricks, but he strikes me as a cactus. <laughs> you guys see what right. Mick Foley said that if the price was right, he'd come out of retirement for a hell of a cell match at Saudi Arabia. I don't know why anybody wants to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Well, I don't think it's the it's not the point. <laughs> the news article, Brian. I know, go- but I mean, if you come out of retirement, <laughs> why in Saudi Arabia? The payday, just, man. The payday. Yeah, I was gonna say he just wants that Saudi money, blood money. I tell you what, if my stock tanks again after the Saudi Arabia match show this year, I'm suing. I'm I'm telling you. I thought you, that's I'm when suing. it goes up. No, la- uh, last year tremendously. Last year we had the Fox announcement and all of the other good stuff, and it spikes, hits a hundred. Vince announces the Saudi Arabia show; it drops from a hundred to eighty. And that was Crown Jewel, or yep, the- that was Crown Jewel. And I'm telling you, a couple weeks ago they reported first quarter earnings; it went from a hundred back to eighty-five. And they've announced this new Saudi Arabia show, and and some of the people who were wrestling. If if a if a Saudi Arabia show costs me more stock price this year, I'm suing. It's you, so weird because they're making so much money over there. It seems like the stock would go up. It's the perception of it, you know, with all of the human rights abuses and everything that goes on in Saudi Arabia. I That's think, what really surprised me from the get go. I'm like, do we just turn off our filter when we go to Saudi Arabia, or what? Do we just stop? Having morals to go get a payday. Well, you know what? It's about all that big, big prince money, man. That mm-hmm. dude's dishing out a billion right. bucks on those shows. Right. That's exactly right. What can you do? Last but not least, billion dollars. And Mick wants him a slice of that well, pie. He, he said, "Let me get a little bit of sodded bread." <laughs> you know, I wonder so if they speak English. Throw me off a cage. <laughs> throw me off a cage in Saudi Arabia for about a meal. Man, can you imagine? They go nuts over there if they see that person. Mm-hmm. 
Well, they still think Yokozuna and the Ultimate Warrior are alive. Yeah, I remember they was trying to book them last year, and mm-hmm. they're like, sorry, we don't have those guys anymore. Yeah, those guys, uh, they, they quit. They're not under they're contract. Not, right. They, they retired. <laughs> the, the big retirement house in the sky. Wouldn't you had to have tried to dress some some people up as those superstars <laughs> and just say, I swear to goodness, I'd have, put, I'd have painted somebody up. Got, a, got Rikishi. Got, hey, got that's him. He Find you some red older, stretch pants. That's all. Right. He got skinny. Yeah, well, we can't get the renegade to play the warrior. He hung himself. So, there you, oh, if you were the Walmart brand of the Ultimate Warrior, wouldn't you hang yourself too, Brian? Ooh, no, I wouldn't. Probably not. That was a horrible joke. John trying to get us shut down. What next? No, uh, I wouldn't because I don't think that anyone should commit suicide. Yeah, neither even if they even if they are a generic Ultimate Warrior. Walmart brands, call it as it is. Uh, Lana Lana believes that her body can improve WWE ratings. I would agree. Mm -hmm. She come on there. Well, there's only one way to find out, Lana. There's only one way. Or you could get with Paige, and maybe you guys can work out another movie. Here's why Lana's body won't increase WWE ratings. Because she puts it everywhere else. (laughs) It needs to be exclusive to WWE, not Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else that she decides to put it. Uh, you guys want to take another commercial break? Sure. Come back for the topics. Come right back with the topics. We'll be right back, guys. Two attorneys. One location. Gavin Ward and Josh Miller. Hello, my name's Gavin Ward. I'm an attorney serving Southern West Virginia. If you need help with a real estate transaction or closing, probating a state, a property dispute, estate planning, or bankruptcy, give us a call. We can help. Hello, I'm attorney Josh Miller. I serve Southern West Virginia. If you've been injured in a car accident or hurt on the job or charged with a crime, please come see me today. I can help. For a free consultation, call 681-207-7400. Dorsey's Hogtails, located on U.S. Route 60, just off of Route 19 and just past Midland Trail High School. There's always something going on at Dorsey's, and you can bet that whatever it is, it's a good time. Be sure to try some of the best food in southern West Virginia. Then, you can sharpen those billiard skills with a relaxing game of pool. Dorsey's also offers some of the best live local music in the region on most weekends. So what are you waiting for? Stop in and see what makes Dorsey's so great. That's Dorsey's Hogtails, located on U.S. Route 60, just off of Route 19 in Heiko. Guys, we are back, and it is time for our weekly topic, which is who was the best used and who was the most misused talent that jumped ship during the Monday Night Wars. And I'm going to be very shocked, gentlemen, if we don't all three have the same answers on both. Yeah, I was going to say, can I start? Because I'm afraid everyone's going to steal mine. Go ahead, Brian. I want you to start with one of them. Don't start with both. Who was the best used talent? Or, no, I, I want to start with misused. Okay, that's, that's easy, but go ahead. The most misused talent in the Monday Night Wars, and I'm sure everyone has the exact same answer, Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart was mm-hmm. my choice as well. I mean, it wasn't my choice, but no. I was going to go said, back. He said, Bret, we're going to bring you in. You're a high-profile guy, and you know what you're going to be? A referee. I have a different yeah. answer. Than, I mean. Than well, you know what? Oh. I, think, I think Bret was just cursed. I, like At that point... 
and, and then and then when Owen dies, like it just everything about Brett's like everything about the entire transition. I think that it was just it was snake bit from the gate. You know, you know everybody thing. talks about how tragic the Von Eric story is. I think the Hart story is just as tragic. I I, I really do. From from I Brett. don't know, man. I seen that Von Eric uh, Viceland. Show. I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil it. Is it good? Oh my god! It's A so bunch sad. of them died. I love it. Spoil it. How about all of them died? Uh, not Kevin. Kevin. Not Kevin. Uh, not Kevin. So I I got a slightly different one. Uh, it, during his first WWF run in the early 80s, it really burned a lot of bridges. Uh, but I thought that Barry Windham as the stalker was the, the worst misuse of, of talent. I mean, Barry Windham was having 60-minute broadways with Ric Flair. WWF brings him in and just completely craps on him. As the stalker, they never use him. Now, when he was there, I don't know if you guys know the story or not, but Dusty Rhodes loved Barry Windham like a son. Like a plumber son. Well, like a plumber plumber grandson. So, Dusty is getting ready to pull a bunch of talent from Florida into the Crockett Territory, into the Mid-Atlantic. And this is about 83, 84. That's And Barry Windham, they're telling everybody, guys, this is uh, Flair's successor. Flair's going to have the belt for a couple more years. And about from 85 to 90, Barry Windham is going to be the NWA champion. He's never going to job to anybody. He's the savior. He's the future. Barry Windham goes to WWF. All of a sudden, he's in the WWF with Mike Rotundo doing the U.S. Express. That was Barry Windham's first WWF run. Wasn't Barry Windham at uh, one of Gary's shows here recently? He was. He, he sure was. He sure was. Nice, nicest guy in the world. Uh, knees hurting him. You know, a lot of pain, that kind of stuff. But every fan fest I've been to that he's been at has been very nice, just a, a real reserved. Then he goes back, you know, and he has those, that great late 80s run, you know, with, with Jim Crockett Promotions, and he's one of the four horsemen. He finally, they finally switch him over, and he's healed for a little while. And then goes to WWF, and they just completely misuse, uh, you know, an NWA world champion who had just been wrestling Ric Flair at the top of his game, in his prime, and really had a chance. Well, they that's kind of what Vince has done through the years. If it's not his guy, he, typically it seems like that he don't give him a lot of uh, rope. There's a few examples, which uh, we'll, we'll talk about here shortly. Uh, or, or Not a few examples, but a few uh, um Exceptions, that's the word I'm looking for. But Dusty Rose, look what he gave Dusty Rose. But Dusty yeah. made it work, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, Dusty was going to turn anything. Now, Dusty was long in the tooth at that point, didn't have a whole lot of great matches left in him. But, you know. Can you imagine if 70s and 80s wrestling had social media? That had been wild, wasn't it? Here's a question for you, Steve. Do you think that Barry Windham's success um, – in, in either company, really, has anything to do with his loyalty? Because you just talked about, he went to the, w, first he was in the Crockett Promotions, then he goes to WWE and he's in the U.S. Express, then he goes back uh, back to WCW, 
Then he comes back to the WWE and he's mm-hmm. Night Stalker. Then he goes to WCW and does the Lone Wolf. Then he comes back, back to the WWE to as be the Blackjack. Black I so, think every think move that he made, I, I think, or lack thereof, I think every time he jumped, he jumped at the wrong time. You know, he instead of going to the WWF and doing the U.S. Express, he should have been in Crockett Promotions, you know, wrestling people like Tully Blanchard and Wahoo McDaniel for the U.S. title and for a couple years. And then Dusty's big plan was 86 to 90. Barry Wyndham's the guy. You know, it's not even Ric Flair, but I mean, competing with Ric Flair, you know, and having this program where it's back and forth, him and Flair for the title. Uh, and you're right. I think it's a lack of loyalty on his part and jumping at the wrong, you know, they say timing is everything in life, you know, and uh, I think he jumped at bad times all the I time. Honestly Speaking of timing, had- I'm going to cut Brian off because my timing is horrible. Real quick, Ben Cliff uh, in England wants to know Barry Wyndham was used awfully in WCW. I remember him being in a country stable with Kurt Hennig and someone else doing a long, okay. uh, a long call. Can I, I hate, right, uh, you hate him much uh, crap. Uh, I got you. Uh, no, uh, You're killing me, John. <laughs> what he's want to know is, is was was Barry Wyndham part of the I hate rap crap with Kurt Yes, Hennig he was. Can I answer his question? Yeah, yes, he was a, yes, he was a part of that, and that was at the very end of his career. Mm-hmm. And if you just watched Barry Wyndham at that time in WCW, then yes, you would hate Barry Wyndham. Sure. But, but Barry Wyndham did some incredible stuff in WCW. I know my favorite Barry – I'm a huge Barry Wyndham fan. I'm Barry, too. But none of none of his great stuff came from the WWE. None of it. Everything that WWE did with Barry Windham was crap. It, it was. Brian, what did he do in '92 WCW? I'm about to tell you. All right. <laughs> All right. So, well, actually, even be- before that, in '91 in WCW, he was uh, doing the face run. Like, okay, the tag team between Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham was great. When they redid the horseman breaking uh, breaking the arm with Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson breaking the arm of Dustin Rhodes out, out in, the, uh, in the Cadillac door, that was awesome. Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes as a tag team was great. The best match, I think, of Barry Windham's life took place in WCW when he faced Steve Austin in a uh, three falls Three Falls uh, match, the uh, best of Three Falls series with Steve Austin. They did that match probably ten times because it was so incredible every single time. It was like my favorite part, my, one of my favorite matches of that time. And also, when you're looking at ninety, right around ninety three WCW, when he did a tag team with uh, Brian Pillman. That was awesome, too. And his Lone Wolf character, when he started doing that huge grab-the-trunks DDT, that was awesome Barry Windham stuff. Then he, for some reason, ended up back in WWE doing a blackjack gimmick, which yep. could have been cool, but they jobbed him out every single week to anybody. They lost to everybody. That was him and JBL, right? It sure As was. As the blackjacks. Yeah. And I no, was, it was Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Come uh, on now, same thing. Uh, and I, if you've never watched, and I don't know Brian how much you watched '80s uh, Jim Crockett promotions, but those sixty-minute matches—we were talking about televised world champion matches. 
I, you know, when when around 87, 88, uh, you know, they're losing some footing to, to WWF at that point, and uh, Jim Crockett's spending more money than he's making and that type thing <laughs> uh, right before he's forced to sell to, to Ted Turner. Uh, those 60-minute matches on TV to draw fans and the things on Clash of Champions and things like that uh, with Ric Flair and Barry Windham, that's as good a wrestling as you will ever watch. Barry Windham in his prime, uh, Ric Flair uh, towards the end of his prime, but still in his prime nonetheless. Fantastic. I, I definitely seen those matches too, and, and I swear if you watch the Steve Austin Barry Windham, uh, three best of three falls. Match. I'm gonna look those. I'm gonna look those will, up, Brian. It will remind you of Barry Windham versus Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Sorry, John. Oh, you're fine, brother. So what we're here, we're here to ramble. Uh, one more that could have been mentioned. Uh, I almost picked it just because I figured everybody was gonna pick Bret Hart, but Vader. Uh, you know, he was the man, um, and he was actually supposed to be on the first episode of Monday Nitro. But he ended up going to WWE. He was actually supposed to face Hulk Hogan the week after Nitro started. <coughs> but like I said, he went to WWE and debuted the '96 Royal Rumble. And, and you know who to blame for that? Who's that? Bischoff. One of your one of your favorite wrestlers. One of your favorite wrestlers ruined Sting? two two amazing careers. Sting. Shawn Michaels. Big well, Van well, Va- when Big Van yeah, Vader went yeah. to the WWE, Shawn Michaels caused him to not get anything the way he wanted. Even got into his head to the point where he didn't believe in himself anymore. Mm-hmm. That that's what Shawn Michaels did to Big Van Vader. And you know what? Shawn Michaels uh, did the whole born again Christian. Now, if you want to ask for forgiveness about something, it should be about Big Van Vader and Shane Douglas. That's what Shawn Michaels should should ask God for forgiveness for every single night of his life. I want to know why you, you decided to give me such a down the road. I'll just say every episode. You yeah. have to no, say Shawn's my actually, favorite. It's my fault. I'm not, I'm not putting you down the road. I'm just saying I agree with you. I loved Vader, and He's Vader great. was one of the best WCW World Heavyweight Champions. Did you guys like the Mastodon Mask, though? Did you guys like the Mask? I, I, I did. Liked it. I, liked I, it. I was a big fan. I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I, I, I loved it when the smoke came out the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. You know what else I liked? I liked the big, uh, the big white cape that he wore, the Colorado. Uh, White Castle cape that he used to wear. <laughs> White Castle. White Castle. That sounds good. Man. Man yeah. What time a... is it? Steve, you're going to have to invest in a White Castle. <laughs> White <laughs> Castle and wrestling. That's right. Be... Nah, I mean, you don't remember the White Castle of Fear match with Sting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the All big right. fur cape on? Uh, Could have said Medusa. She came over to WCW and did nothing. Um, at least Vince had a wrestling every now and again. But we'll move on because that's pretty well all I got there. Um, best used? We'll go to the best used. I'm going to say, uh, talking back to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I think that Sonny was the best used. Wait, uh, we're, we're including other places? I thought this was just WCW WWE. Brian, I want you to read something here real quick, brother. Talent that jump ship, not just wrestlers. During the Monday Night Wars, I, oh, you know, yeah, during, wait a minute. 
Yeah, that was that should have been Raw and Nitro. Or yeah, Raw WCW and, and uh, well, they could have come from anywhere. Just it had yeah, to be during that time frame. Yeah, I guess technically. I, I, I think. Well, that yeah. means Barry Windham don't even count. <laughs> what do you mean? Because he wasn't. He didn't switch during the Monday Night Wars. Well, sure, he did. You just he said was, that he. You just said that he went from. Uh, no, but that was not during the Monday Night Wars. During the Monday Night Wars, he was just in the West Texas Rednecks in WCW. Uh, that was the only thing he did during the Monday Night War. Still, it makes my point. You just made my point. I, although, I don't know how much worse you could get, the Blackjacks versus the West Texas Rednecks. But anyway. So he jumped back to WCW and wasn't used right. W- well, the I hate rap crap was not a great... Sonny is your um, Sonny's best my, used, Sonny's huh? my best. Is my best used. I th- Guys, you can say what you want to, but and, and Derek has alluded to it with, with Lana and her body, but man... Well, Tori uh, Wilson, uh, during her Hall of Fame speech, she mentioned that some of the fans out there, uh, she was a part of their puberty. Uh-huh. Sonny was a part of my puberty as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was law school for me. But right. nevertheless, it's the same. Uh, and I just thought, I thought she was a, a great deal of the difference maker of what kept WWF in competition with WCW. Because absent... I, I'm, I'm saying... You got a handful of talent there that kept WWF within striking distance of WCW, and Sonny was right there. Like with to it. get a handful of something. I, see, I I don't know. I, I completely disagree. I feel like the greatest accomplishments of Sonny's career was when she slept with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Uh, allegedly, Brian. Allegedly. Either well, way, I don't I don't think that I don't think that she. Really I'm not ashamed to say this, but no. there, there's still times today that I'll see a clip from Sunny back in that era, and I'm like, wow, she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, she she really you know, my was. Favorite, my favorite time with Sunny was was Smoky Mountain. I have to say, Smoky I, Mountain. I loved her in Smoky Mountain wrestling. I really did. And I have to back up and watch some of that. I don't think I ever. It was her really good Mountain. when she managed. Uh, Brian the, prime time Brian Lee. Prime time Brian Lee. Yeah. And Chris Candido as yes. a tag team, actually. Man, and what was, was cool is Brian Lee was the champion. He was the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion. Chris Candido was the real world's champion. He brought in the North American Championship from some other company. And she managed both of them when they won the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Championships. So both of them had two belts. So they, they were, they were really seven. good. And, and uh, I mean... The phrasing of the question exactly, and I, I I didn't read your question to mean from one company, one big company to the that's other fine, big company. I, it was best used. I thought Sonny was best used. Sean yeah, speaking so of, you know, what's interesting is is not only did Sonny come over in that batch, but you had Sonny coming over, Chris Candido coming over, Brian Lee coming over, and all those Smoky Mountain guys. And really, if you look the at DOA it. The DOA guys? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah, the D, all the Harris DOA. brothers, yeah, the yeah, Harris brothers, and Chains was Brian Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, really, when it comes down to it, uh, Sonny was probably the best used out of out of Smoky Mountains. I'm going drop. to go ahead and say this right now, but you guys are just totally blowing my mind because back when uh, the Monday Night Wars was going on, I'm, I wasn't real avid on <laughs> go figure, Derek, other wrestling other than what was on. <laughs> primetime TV. So I there's a lot of how because Smoky Mountain Wrestling literally came to the Raleigh County Armory every two months. Yeah. I mean, I this was, was there before every two months. I didn't go to my first uh um live wrestling show, Brian, until I was probably 16, 17 years old. I wish oh, I, I was eight years old living it up. 
I, I regret not coming down. I knew that Smoky Mountain was running, and I would see the results on Mikasa Wrestling or OneWrestling.com or something like that. I knew that Smoky Mountain was headquartered out of Knoxville. I knew it was You Jim never Cornette's went to those shows either? I was in law school, dude. I had one. From 1995 to 1998, I had one single focus. That was getting a law degree. Mission accomplished. Becoming a lawyer. Well, good job, Steve. You so much. I, I didn't take a television to my first year of law school. I watched Nitro and Raw at the BW3 on High Street. And to tell you kind of how funny it is, you know, at first they played the, the audio feed of Nitro because Nitro was most over in 95 and 96. And then when I would sit, even after my second and third year when I took a television uh, up to law school and, and taped one and, you know, watched the other or whatever, but I would still go to BW3 and eat on Monday nights. I, I knew WWF was going to win the Monday Night Roar, Wars when they changed the audio at BW3. <laughs> that, you know, and I thought, this is this is over. You know, it was it was taped still. Well, I hate, to, I hate to tell you guys, but you both missed some incredible stuff. I know Derek was still shitting in his pants at that time. <laughs> How old were um, you in 97? But, 96? Uh, 96, I would have been seven. No, it was like 95, 94, 95. Yeah, 94, 95, they were running the armory. I was eight, nine years old when they were running the armory. It folded in like October of 96, right, Brian? Yeah. And it was, did, I, I mean, it was incredible who all we got to see, man. Kevin Sullivan was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrath was there as the Night Stalker. And that was before. It is on the network. Very, so yeah, it's, it's on it the network. It, it's still good stuff. And, uh, Honestly, uh, not a lot of the stuff that I was watching is on the network, and that's like the super early Smoky Mountain Wrestling is on the network. Bob so Armstrong, like Jericho, Jericho, and Lance. No, Bob was there when I was there. Bob Armstrong, all the Armstrong brothers, um, Ron and Don Harris when they had the big afros. Mm-hmm. You remember that? They had long hair instead of the bald heads that yep. we know of now. Um, they actually one of the Bruce brothers took my little brother's chair from him to hit Ricky Morton in the head with. And my little brother didn't realize that he took his chair and he sat down and fell on the floor. I'll never forget that. <laughs> never forget that. And I got to meet, I got to meet Sonny and Brian Lee. It was awesome. Yeah. There. And Chris Gandino. Who do you think was the best used talent, uh, that switched, uh, jump ship during the Monday night. Wars. So the jump ship during the Monday night wars, best used talent is hands, hey, hey, well, hands Before you down. Say, I think that you are going to say the same answer that I'm going to say. Well, then you would be correct okay, so because who, who he has developed the most success out of his transition. He would have been left in the dust had he just stayed and fizzled out with the company because had he been part of the invasion, he wouldn't have been used correctly later on, but it's Chris Jericho. And, you know what? You know the, what happens. The, the, you know the, what happens the, when you when you don't pick Chris Jericho as the best used talent that switched during the Monday Night Wars. You know what happens, Derek? You know what happens, Steve? Sonny. You know what happens? <laughs> you just made the list. You're right, Derek. That's how could it not be? I mean, Jericho was ahead of his time. Yes. Seeing, and he's still there. That's what. And he me. is still ahead of his time, and he's my age. You know, I mean, but. He, he saw what WCW was becoming. Mm-hmm. He knew that he was never going to be more than mid-card. He goes to WWF, and I, I was worried as a Jericho fan, and I loved No, the, no, you want a Jericho fan. He was a Jericho-holic. Well, okay. As a Jericho fan, uh, 
I was worried when Rock cut the you promo. You totally no sold me, that Steve. He was gonna. <laughs> I no sold you like like Brody wrestling totally Lex did, totally <laughs> But anyway, uh, I, I was afraid. Man, they're just gonna squash him. You yeah, know, they're gonna bring him here and they're gonna bury him. But man, his talent. That's the thing about good talent, man. The cream rises to the top, and Jericho just showed, all right, have The Rock come out there and say, you've been wrestling hoovy dude. Mm-hmm. Whenever Chris Jericho come out on the stage for the first time at WWE, you could see in his eyes. He was, I don't know if it was a surprise look, but he was very happy at the response that he got. Mm-hmm. Because I can imagine in his head, he's like, well, I'm going to this new company. They may not even know who Chris Jericho is over here. But they know oh, he, he was, was. O- he was over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was over immediately well, from the the countdown clock. He, he was. Yeah. He was over. Everybody, you know, when when the vignettes started, it, it was interesting. It was drawing you into Y two K. You know, it, everything at that time had a meaning and a purpose with his vignettes, and you had no clue at first what was going to happen. But but for every, when he walked through and and come out on that stage, and everybody realized who he was, and and again, like you said, he did have that look on his face, like a little bit of panic, but. But success, because you know, I, I was I was okay in WCW. I was trying to be a big name. I go to Japan. I really solidify myself. You know, I'm I'm big name over there. Um, here, I'm going to try my hand and see what happens. It just he he set the roof on fire. The free reign that they give him to talk smack to Stephanie McMahon, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it really was. You know, I agree with you guys. Uh, Jericho is one of the best used people that ever jump ship but i have i have three different ones three are, uh, what time is it brian i got three actually there's a whole slew of people who were used very well um we didn't want a whole slew he wanted the best yeah well i've got the you best. told him one he brought 10 told him one he brought 10 I, i've got one and if he wouldn't have killed his family he would be better used than jericho chris benoit went from being pissed on every week to to being a world champion, a multi-time world champion. He won every title in the company. Chris Benoit definitely was one of the best used talent to ever That's your shit. pick? That's your pick? Yeah, and uh, second place pick would be Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero would have never reached the heights that he did if he wouldn't have jumped ship. And I think that if, uh, if, if Eddie Guerrero would have lived – and Chris Benoit wouldn't have killed his family, then uh, then you guys might have picked him too. No. I, uh, I, I can agree with you on Guerrero. I don't know that... Was Eddie Guerrero or Chris Benoit the first ever undisputed champion? Did Chris Benoit no. or Eddie Guerrero beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve on Austin the on In the, the same, same freaking night? night? No, Come on, Brian. No, I think you're just throwing it okay, out there. So, throw but here's the real question about the between the three of them. Okay, was Chris Benoit and or Eddie Guerrero the Ayatollah of rock <laughs> and rolla? I think the I rock stole his put-downs of Stephanie McMahon from Chris Jericho. I think so. Brian, you know what happens when you pick Chris Benoit over Chris Jericho? That right there, that's you know the happens? only bad thing Jericho ever did. You didn't like the list? was the list. It was hilarious. Like, I, can't say, I, can't, I can't disagree with you guys. Like I said, I just wanted to name someone different. I mean, Chris Jericho is definitely the best used, uh, the best, the best used talent to ever jump ship, no doubt about it. Absolutely. But, but Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and even Rob Van Dam 
deserve to be mm-hmm. in that mix. I'm going to give an honorable mention here, and let me see if you guys agree or not. The Big Show. I, I think he was him. on the other one. I think I, he was I, the misuse I think part. so, too. I, I really enjoyed him in the early WCW days, whenever he come in as Andre's son, and he's going to um, come in and uh, represent for his old man and take out Hulk Hogan. Really, if you think about it, Big Show's Big Show's career was uh, was pretty impressive on both sides. I mean, he started at the top both mm-hmm. on both sides mm-hmm. of the coin. I mean, who who debuts in a title match against Hogan? Uh, I mean, who who debuts against Steve Austin? Well, I, what I'm I saying mean, is, I man. think that set the bar high for WWF when they brought him over. Yeah. So. Vince, you better use him right, you know, because the uh, the other kind of like the Viking Raiders. They brought him in as uh, the Viking experience. It was like, no, let's change his name. He's not Paul White. <laughs> We're not going to use his real name. Sure. Well, there was a reason. Really, the Big All Show those... name is stupid as hell. You know why it's the Big Show, right? T B S. It was a jab. It was the Virgil oh. and the Vincent. Virgil's name is Virgil. Because Ted DiBiase wanted to get a jab in at Dusty Rhodes. So he made his black servant Virgil. Wow. And that's how Vince and Ted DiBiase got jabs in at Dusty Rhodes. Okay. And so then, then WCW then, used it. So it's called Vince. Vince. So, so for for people that are watching are unaware because you know they didn't give you so the full saying, story. Uh, Dusty Rhodes' real name wasn't Dusty Rhodes, baby. It was Virgil Reynolds. Virgil Reynolds. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. But you're saying, you're saying that Virgil was just a rib. Vincent was just a rib. The character, the wrestler, the yes. man is yeah. just a rib. Everything right. about him. <laughs> and he was just as lonely in New Jersey or New York at WrestleCon. This year, as he has been every other time that I have ever seen oh, Virgil, man. I still Virgil. think there's money, and this is something that I this is an inside inside of SCW, and I was totally going to do this. I wanted to bring, and you can ask John Covey. I, I brought it up to him. I wanted to bring Virgil to SCW, and have his gimmick be that he was the greatest wrestler of all time. Have him come out in big robes and be the greatest wrestler of all time. And then actually make some some way for him to to screw up and win the title, and then end up keeping it for like six shows. And you think he's going to lose it, and he just keeps winning by accident. That would be good. Now, I, that would be good. I was good. totally going to do that. A totally couple other that. honorable mentions. Uh, the Giant was also on my list. Uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. You know they started the Monday Night Wars essentially. Well, I guess other than Luger and Rick Rude, but. But Kevin Nash, they were, they were think, awesome on both sides. I think I can agree with Nash. I think Hall kind of went downhill because I think they were going to push him to be Razor Ramon, Razor to be the champion. I yeah. mean, he was going to be the guy over he there. Was, uh, very Vince esque. Yeah. I mean, and and when he come to WCW, he was a guy, but he was not the guy. Can I hey, take uh, surveys. Survey says some you were uh, some you were leaving out here. Uh, what about the ECW jumps? Like the Dudley Boys, that was the huge. Dudley Boys were a great grab by the WWE, and they. If it wasn't for Edge and Christian they, and the Hardy Boys, though, would the Dudleys really have resonated in I, WWE? I think, I think yes. they would have. I think I even think so. absent. I mean, obviously, we talked when we were talking three ways the other a few weeks ago about just the greatness of the TLC matches, but I think the Dudleys get over it in the WWF at that time, even in the absence of the TLC matches, and. Poor, 
Poor Heyman, right? I mean, you've got both big companies. You know, Heyman's bouncing payroll checks up there in, in Philly, and both big companies just scavenged his, you know, on, on both sides, you know, and because people needed stability, they needed their payroll check to, to not bounce yeah. and that kind of stuff. Honestly, so. if you think about it, Jericho did two jumps during the Monday Night War. He originally jumped from ECW, ECW to WCW, WCW and then, then WCW, jumped to WCW to WWE. WWE. Right. Same thing with uh, Dean Malenko um, and Lance Storm, um, Chris Lewive. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I Double got right jumpers. there. I mean, we could talk about that for a while because, like you said, there was a lot people that jumped uh the whole radicals perry saturn and all them mm-hmm. um you mentioned oh uh man <laughs> what happened? sean just said gilberg did gilberg ever jump during the monday not night? during you gotta let these, you gotta let these podcasters the know what you're talking about steve they don't know what you're talking about gilberg yeah, i know but they don't the know who sean used. is sean bowman on facebook on the chat says best used was gilberg <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Gill was with the WWE for as long as I can remember. I'm telling you, he, he that was I love enhancement talent. Did Goldberg it, ever get his hands on Gilbert? I don't know, but in my old age, I have come to love enhancement talent. Uh, jobbers, you know, pin Bar- me. Barry Horowitz of the world, the Bar- greatest jobber of all time, baby. That's right, Barry Horowitz. Right. Pat you know, himself Barry, on the back. You know, Barry Horowitz was the champion in the Global Wrestling Federation. Really, he was. He actually, uh, somebody was talking about him today on a podcast I was listening. He to. was over in Memphis too. I've been watching a lot of the Memphis wrestling on the WWE Network. Barry Horowitz was over. Really? Yeah, he was over, and Bill Watts was pushing him in Memphis. That's why Vince snatched him up, and then Vince made him a jobber. <laughs> yeah, Vince did that with a lot of people. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, Wild Bill Irwin. Right, um, I mean Bill Irwin. The Irwins, the Irwins were scary, daggone tag teams. Uh, next yeah, week well, on the well, show, well, my well, friends, well, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's the week before the uh, Ramble in the Bank. I'll tell you about the Ramble in the Bank first. <laughs> in two weeks, we are going to have a Ramble in the Bank. The winner of the Ramble in the Bank, which is actually not wrestling trivia, I haven't changed that yet. It's going to be named the wrestler. We're going to give you two or three. Actually, Brian's going to give you two or three. Facts about a wrestler, and you got to name who it is. We got some guys coming Which in. Which technically is still wrestling trivia. It's still wrestling trivia. Sure. Yeah, technically, sure. Yes. Uh, but Derek's going to. I'm be going a- to assist Brian. I'm, I'm okay. stepping out of. I don't want to compete. Okay. But I'm going to work with Brian the week prior, and, and I know Derek's uh, wanting to try to get a shot at this title. That uh, he feels like I shouldn't have, but I do have it. So. Derek's not going to try to get a shot at that title. Derek's going to get a shot at that title, and there is nothing, and no one. That will stop me. Michael Loving says him and a ladder stand between <laughs> you and that championship. There is going to be some uh, promos yeah. coming out in the next couple of weeks, guys, that are going to be letting you guys know who is going to be in this competition. It's going to be some professional Ooh. wrestlers. Going to be some. Uh, exactly. It's going to. I tried to get that over there Ooh. months ago. Y'all want to bite on it? Man. It's because you tried to do it. Yeah, Steve brought over. me an awesome book club The winner shirt. of over. the Royal Ramble, that was a good spot. Uh, the 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 Ramble in the Bank, the winner will get to choose the competition. <laughs> the spot? against me at a later later stage. Dog <laughs> spot. There, you just stole my gimmick, man. I've been trying to get that over all night. Hashtag gimmick Jesus <laughs> Lord, oh my. Hey, but not only did I steal you, stole your gimmick, gonna steal your belt. Stole it from me now. 
I can't, I can't win for losing. A parking spot. Anyway, the winner will get to choose what kind of competition they will have for me, uh, with me for the title at a later date. But next week on the show, my friends, next week on the show, what has been the biggest missed opportunity of the WWE? <laughs> this should be a tough one because there has been a lot of them. You mean are you, talking about, are you talking about in the last week? <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, just yesterday, Brian. Yeah, Brian's oh, bringing man, ten so next week. Cheap, so, and that's only from the past two months since right, WrestleMania. Right. As man. a whole, I mean, it's gosh, man. This As is okay. So, so, tell, so, tell me this. Man. So, let me tell me is this is not going to be one of the the longest rambles of all time. All right, I was so, going to say it's the extended episode. It's going to be four and a half hours long. Episode two, five parts. So let's ask this because you're you're. You, you want to bring your graphic back up sure. there? Sure. Right, I'll you know. take it up there. So up it says the missed, best, biggest missed opportunity of the WWE. Okay, so you're saying we can't use WWF. That's right. Okay. Fair you enough. put it on there. Fair enough. All right. So enough. what year did the Panda Company uh, force WWE? 2001? Um, I think. One? 2002? No, I'm thinking like five. Um, if you if you listen to them talk about it, Bruno Sammartino had the WWE Championship. So Bruno Sammartino didn't even WWE. have a WWF Championship. It was the WWF Championship. It was the WWE. May fifth, two thousand two. <laughs> Look at there, I was right on May fifth, two thousand two. So we're talking about seventeen years. You talking about when they got the F out? They got yeah. the F out in O two. Did you guys see the gold dust shirt or the Dustin Road shirt? Yeah. So stupid. What is the Dustin Road shirt? Yeah, that was such a stupid shirt. That's I funny. Make- I liked it. It's funny, Brian. I, like it. I hope it's in one of my wrestle crates. And I'm, I'm sorry yeah. if if AEW if all you have to offer me is Dustin Rhodes, that ain't gonna do it, boys. They, they don't. What are you talking about? All they got the offer. The I know, but this was. They, what yeah. are we gonna do? By, I'm hoping we have way. a bigger reveal Cody. before then. Are, are okay, we and the rest have... of the nightmare family. You see this awesome jacket that the t-shirt company makes? They got all kind of cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're one hell of a t-shirt company, I tell you. And they're not even they made a jacket. And they're not even a t-shirt company. Uh, That's what gets me about it. That May twenty fifth. Pro Wrestling what, what, date, what date is that? By the or what day of the week is May twenty five? Saturday. It's a Saturday. It's the Saturday Memorial Day weekend. Sure. Uh, yeah. That if, is uh, double or nothing. Yep. So if I'm around that weekend, and I should be, we should do a watch party for double or nothing. I'll uh, probably have a baseball game. I have to check my board. No. Probably baseball then. But yeah. I'll have to see. <laughs> I might even have a, a music show get booked that night, but you guys don't got to have the champ there to party. I mean, you guys can party without the champ. Will you still be the champ May twenty five? Damn right, I will. Okay, because whoever wins yeah, this the, rambling the bank, it's going to be at least next month before they. <laughs> get, I got to prepare myself. I got to defend it every thirty days. Exactly right, well, Brian. You I thought there was a twenty four seven rule on it anyway. Yeah, you put a twenty four seven rule on it. That was when somebody else was the champ. Ass on the way to the car, man. I might come in, win the Ramble in the Bank that day, and immediately after, already know exactly how I'm going to challenge you and beat you that day, John. Yeah, he's going to cash it in that evening. Another extended episode. That's about all time we got for today, guys. (laughs) For Steve New, Derek Jones, Brian Rezner, I'm John Covey Cole. Sammy Zane, the weasel. (laughs) See you guys next week. Ramble on. Ramble on. 
please go give us a five-star review and also check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash royalramble304. You can find us on Twitter at royalramble304. 